Okay. Ready? Yeah. So I, I, she won me over with her hatred. <laughs> I love it so much. They have such a hard on for Dead by Daylight. And I don't even know why. Um, it was like Corky Romano. She's like, do you want to buy a boat? <laughs> right. Something about his voice, man. I'm just like, can you I just, know. like, whisper in my ear? <laughs> can you, like, ASMR into my ear, please? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Hey. Hey, I'm Melissa. I'm Amiel. And we love video games and movies, and we love talking about them. And we love talking about them to you. Specifically. And we want you to listen to what we have to say. Whether it's important or not, we want you to hear it. (laughs) (laughs) Whether it's nonsense, rambling, all of it. It is going to be nonsense, rambling. But we want you here. Enjoy it with us. <laughs> ramble with us. <laughs> We're going to ramble about movies and video games and then give them arbitrary ratings oh. based on our own opinions and, and nothing else. <laughs> nothing else. Yes. And uh, we go through each individual movie and video game, as you just said. <laughs> And we go deep dive into them. So there's going to be spoilers in this, people. Oh, If you yeah. don't like it spoiled, then watch it first and then come back. Play the video game first and then come back. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because we're going to be giving away the big secrets. We talk about all the innards of the ins all and the, outs. The guts and gizzards of the movie. The pee-pee-poos, if you will. We talk about the nipples and the taints. Thank you. I'm so glad you said it. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking it, but I couldn't like form the right words. <laughs> so uh, grab your joystick and some tissues and come along this ride with us. And get ready because we are going to dive into some clicks and flicks. And guess what? We're starting with the flick today. We are? Mm-hmm. I was going to say, I always forget, so <laughs> exciting. <I'm> pretty sure. <laughs> I touched yes. my mic. That's okay. okay. I so, do it all the time. Then let's get into it. Y'all ready? I'm ready. So today's flick is Birds of Prey. The Wait, there's a whole title. Is it really? And the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn. <laughs> is that really the whole thing? Wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let me try to get that. it out all in one. All in one. Go for it. Birds of prey. Birds of prey. <laughs> and what? Ah, you it? got this. the fantab. Okay. Birds of prey and the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn. Boom. Wow, that's a freaking mouthful. I didn't even know that. This movie is a, like, sequel to the first Suicide Squad that came out mm-hmm. in, I don't even know, remember what year, 2016, 2017? Yeah, something like um, that. Mm. Now, I never saw Birds of Prey when it came out in 2020 because 
there are several reasons. Number one, and I'm going to admit this before I admit anything else, is that I am not a Batman fan man. I'm not a bat fan. I don't know what you guys call yourselves. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Don't come at me. I'm not part of the wing brigade. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Me either, honestly. I'm a Marvel fan for the most part. I don't really... um, Like, the mostly the comics I read were, like, Tokyo Mew Mew. So I never really got into, like, superhero. (laughs) Yes! Um, um, so any opinion is coming from someone who is just not familiarized with the background or the lore of a lot of these characters. So I'm approaching this from just as as a movie, as a fresh take. Yes. Yes. Um... So that being said, I'm not, um, I wasn't really familiar with a lot of these characters and like when the bad guy puts on the mask, I'm all, oh, he just turned into someone. Like I didn't know who, what villain he was. I had to look it up. (laughs) Same. I'm like, oh, this is, this villain's origin story. I just have to, I just don't know who he is. (laughs) Yeah, same. Not gonna lie. Um, Okay. So it's a sequel to Suicide Squad, and it starts off um, with Harley Quinn telling us her origin story, and it starts off in, like, a cartoon. It's super cute. It is. I love it. Um, One thing about this movie is that it's, like, super cartoony and super cheesy throughout the whole thing, so the fact that Mm -hmm. it starts off with a cartoon, just really get right into it. Mm -hmm. Um, And the whole movie is narrated by her, which I like. Yes. Um, the fact that it was consistent because a lot of times movies will begin with a narration and then like fall off mm-hmm. um, but as a storytelling device I think that it's fine a lot of people maybe don't love it for movies but I think that there are lots of great movies that use narration and the fact that they didn't forget about it halfway through writing the movie right. I appreciate sometimes you see that but I thought that was a very unique, because um, you don't see it all that often. It was really, like, new and... Um, yeah. And I thought it was really important for Harley Quinn's character to be seeing the movie from her yeah. perspective and for her to be telling the story. Because if you aren't in that mindset, if you're not that crazy, it's like, why? It's not going to make sense. Like... Yeah. What is she doing? Why yeah. is she doing this? Why does she act like that? But when even, she explains, go sorry, ahead. go ahead. I was I was just gonna say, or even something like Deadpool, where he break breaks the third wall, like that would have been really cool um, to see Harley Quinn do. So. Yeah, but in both of those, I think with both of those characters, they kind of are bringing you along with the movie in their perspective. So mm-hmm. you're seeing the things and the events happening. Even though she's, like, murdering people, you're like, oh, that's funny. Because (laughs) (laughs) she's a clown. Yeah. Um, Yep. Okay. So Harley Quinn is played by one Margot Robbie, and she's gorgeous. I thought her acting in this was beautiful. Um, 
Agreed. The way that her emotions just came out right from behind her eyes in especially the scene where she's like completely paralyzed. I thought that oh, was yeah. like really good, really talented. Yeah. So she's telling her origin story and it's a cartoon. And then we learn um, all about her and joining the Suicide Squad and then breaking up with the Joker. She ends up kind of making a big statement to all of Gotham that her and the Joker are over by blowing up the um, acid ace chemical factory mm-hmm. where she fell in a vat of acid to prove her <laughs> love to him. Love. <laughs> where she became Harley Quinn to begin with. Mm-hmm. Um, so the cops see this and um, the main cop who we follow along, Renee Montoya, is played by Rosie Perez, who she's another favorite. You know, mm-hmm. people love her. Um, she basically makes the statement and lets the audience know, like, yeah, this was Harley Quinn. She is making a statement that her and the Joker are over, and now she's going to have a lot of people after her. Because apparently Harley Quinn didn't take her relationship with the Joker and the immunity that it came with into account when she decided to break up with him and would lose that immunity mm-hmm. and was continuing walking around Gotham like she could, like she owned the city. And suddenly her protection is gone because everyone knows the Joker is not going to be there for her. So yeah. what's stopping them now from getting back Kill at her? her. Yeah. Um, So, (laughs) Harley Quinn is at this nightclub, and she ends up pissing off the owner, and um, she breaks his driver's legs, because he called her a dumb slut, and she was like, I have a PhD. (laughs) Yes. I was like, go girl. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) You tell him. That's a good scene. You are not, she's like, do not call me dumb. Yep. Um, so after his driver's legs are broken, he hires Black Canary to be his driver. She was like there singing at the club, and then he ends up hiring her to be his driver. This is, did I already say Ewan McGregor? No. <laughs> the club owner is played by our Lord and Savior Ewan McGregor. <laughs> Am I trip? Did I miss something here? He does such a good, like, American accent, too. He's done it in other movies. He did one in uh, Down With Love. But in this one, he's just so much more um, mature than, like, the roles that he's known for. He's... Like, completely, he's, like, talks raspy. He's just, like, a totally different character. That It took me a long time to realize who it was. And then once I finally did, I couldn't stop the feelings. I was, okay, can I, can I, full disclosure, had no idea it was Ian McGregor, like, at all. I knew he was familiar. Okay. He just looked so different. Like, 
I couldn't I couldn't put his name to his face. There's even a scene that she starts singing Diamonds Are a Girl's Best Friend. Uh-huh. And I <gasps> I was like having Moulin Rouge flashbacks because he's like I was like, this is I've seen this. Like <laughs> I, I've seen this somewhere. <laughs> with Nicole Wait. <laughs> So that's amazing. I was yeah. wondering why I was So he plays to him. um yeah. No. <laughs> I something about his voice, man. I'm just like, can you I just know. like whisper in my ear? <laughs> can you like ASMR into my ear, please? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh god, that's so funny. I'm so glad you made that a point. Oh god. So her, or so Black Canary becomes his driver, but she also is um, working with Renee Montoya and mm-hmm. kind of letting her know what's going on with him and stuff. So she's obviously being a double crosser right there. Um, but for the good guys, for the bad guys, see, yeah, in I... Gotham, it's like really hard to tell who's who. That, um, but also like... <laughs> She was just a st- just like a neutral character. She was as neutral as like kind of neutral gets. You know what I mean? The the cop. Yeah. 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 Um, I also have other opinions about the villains in Batman stories. Anyway, me too. And yeah. how I actually think Batman is the biggest villain in Gotham. But we could talk about that at the end. I <laughs> get. <laughs> Um, so Black Canary is working with Montoya Mm -hmm. and she lets them know that now they're looking for Cassandra, which is this girl who stole, um, a diamond that, what's Un McGregor's character? He's Black Mask. The Black Mask, yeah. He becomes Black Mask, which is the one who I was all, oh, he just became someone, but I didn't. Yeah. (laughs) So Black Mask, um. But before he's Black Mask, he's just, like, his normal um, character. What's his name name? Roman. Roman. That's right. It's Roman's. I, I, I don't remember the last name. Sionis. Something like Sionis? that. That's, that Roman Sionis. Close. So Roman um, had his diamond, this, like, really expensive diamond stolen. This kid who's in, like, the foster care system, she's, like, neglected by her parents and doesn't really have, yeah. like, a place to be. She doesn't really have anywhere that in she ends up stealing the diamond swallowing it and now everyone's after her harley quinn um catches up with her in a police like a jail cell um and accidentally releases everyone and they're all like after her because they all hate her so everyone obviously is after her right and they start shooting at this big pile of like cocaine and (laughs) (laughs) I love this part, by the way. It made me so happy. And she just is like, oh, yes, I'm going to use this energy in the air. (laughs) Um, It was like Corky Romano. She's like, do you want to buy a boat? (laughs) Right. (laughs) Oh, God. She, like, has all this energy. (laughs) I'm laughing, like, so hard. I'm crying. She has all this energy and is on her... Like, is there, like, a, a term for, like, having coke energy? Like, what is that? 
high? I don't you're, know. You're they're on that. I don't know. They're on that Ro- good good. Like- Rocky high. <laughs> She's on that good good. Oh, Rocky high. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I just made that up. Do you like? I it? like it. Yeah. <laughs> I do. I should start cocaine. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> Can I join? Uh huh. <laughs> so <laughs> she she gets super high. Starts beating everybody up, escapes with Cassandra, and she takes her back to her apartment. She introduces her to her landlord, which is like, this is the one guy in town I can trust. Um, Then he ends up selling her out, and it's really sad. She's like, there's this part where she's just like, it's me. Like... Yeah. Oh, that just breaks my heart so much. And she was like, business is business, because that's what he says to her, like... yeah. It's so that was at sad. that point, so at that point, she's like, well, if everyone's out for themselves anyways, I'm just going to, like, I'm giving up. And she, like, decides to turn in Cassandra. We find out that there's another, like, assassin that's on the loose, but she's not looking for Harley. She's looking for Roman's friend who was part of, like, a mercenary team that mm. killed her whole family. Kind of like um, Rona- Romanoff execution style, where they yep. just, like, took literally the whole family and shot them all. This one girl survived. The daughter survived because she, um, basically, her mom's dead body, like, landed on top of her. And mm-hmm. the bodyguards who were making sure everyone was dead noticed that she survived and had a heart for her and hit let her play dead and then after everyone left took her away and took her to his dad and brothers and let them raise her as an assassin and Mm -hmm. her family was like the richest family in gotham and they were the original owners of this diamond that cassandra ended up stealing and swallowing that now roman wants um so we find out that so basically, now that we know all these people, um, <laughs> we're at the fair, and oh, yes, yes, <laughs> Harley Quinn. Um, so she has Cassandra, and she's like, "I'm sorry to have to do this, but this is the only way to get immunity back. Is if I turn you in, and then Roman's gonna give me immunity." Blah blah blah. Um, so that's her whole plan. And as she's going there, Black Canary and um, Roman's little best friend henchman guy, Mm -hmm. he notices that Black Canary gets a text message from Montoya. Even though it says unknown name, he knows that it's from somebody she's working Mm -hmm. with outside. It says, we'll meet you there. So then he goes, okay, I know now she's working with someone else. He calls Roman and is like... She's a snake. She's a double crosser. He goes, mm, all right, kill her. And yeah. he's like, okay, we're going to do this. But he doesn't get to because when he's there, he tries to, once they're there, he paralyzes Harley Quinn so she can't do anything. And he finds Black Canary with Cassandra and she's trying to set her free to cut the tape off of her and stuff. Mm-hmm. And he says, well, Cut her open and get the diamond out, or you're not really a stan. Like, right. you're you're a fake fan if you don't cut her open. And she's all, mm, I'm not going to do that. Are you crazy? It's She's a kid. And he's right. like, 
well, then I'm going to kill you. And then he dies because <laughs> Huntress. Huntress comes in and gets him because he was one of the guys who killed her family. So she's yep. like been on this quest for her whole life, yep. killed this, that, and the other, and finally ends it. She's my and favorite character. Her rage is like she tip-top. is good. She oh. is really, she is really funny. At first, I was like not sure if I was going to like it, but she Me too. stayed true to it. It wasn't fake that she stayed like genuine right. to it that it sold it. So I, right. I, she won me over with her hatred. <laughs> I love it so much. Ugh. Um. So now Montoya meets them there. She starts fighting everyone in there. Um, but then they all realize that Roman is outside and he's after all of them. So they might mm-hmm. as well work together. Mm-hmm. So they gear up with all of Harley Quinn's old Joker um, trophy wife gear. Paraphernalia. Paraphernalia. And weapons. And um, we see Cassandra sneak a little grenade in her pocket, which comes in handy later. Um, She's a smart kid. Yeah. If you see a grenade, pick it up. Pick it up. If If you see a diamond, swallow (laughs) it. Just kidding. Just kidding. (laughs) Kids, please do not. Don't. Do not. (laughs) You see a diamond, swallow it. (laughs) Diamonds are a girl's best friend. A kiss on the hand. Bing, bing. <laughs> Sorry, continue. So they gear up and they fight this like army of mercenaries in this fun house. And this fight scene is thrilling. It's wicked. Yeah. It's wicked. It's wicked. It's, it's sick tight, y'all. It's sick tight. <laughs> Like, it's so rad. I can't even. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I was waiting for that, too. They they did a good job building up to it. It was nice. Yeah. It was a good fight scene. I mm-hmm. would t- definitely say highlight of the movie. Like, mm-hmm. it was so enjoyable to watch. It was so much action. I thought it was really good. Loved yeah. that fight scene. Harley Quinn puts on roller skates. Oh, yeah, that's wild. <laughs> and there's a point where they're like, why is she putting on roller skates or something? Which uh-huh. is a valid, fair question, which in any other movie, I would say, why did they suddenly put on roller skates? Exactly. But yep. because it's Harley Quinn, you know that sh- what's crazy makes sense to her. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so I think... The DC universe could get away with so much. And and yeah. not I mean their movies aren't always like in comparison to Marvel. They're they're really never as top tier, but they did a really good job. You're right. They I feel they like just this, handled it well. Out of all the DC movies I have seen, this one mm-hmm. is the best for Yep. I mean, I not that I've seen every single one, but Joker this was is good. really good. Mm-hmm. Joker, but Joker was more serious with Joaquin Joaquin Phoenix, but he yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I don't believe that one is technically part of the 
DC comic book universe movie film. Fair. I think that's supposed Fair. to be its own separate, separate thing. thing. So I did think that that was a good, like, I thought that movie was good as far as, like, a character study of the Joker. And I thought mm-hmm. that Joaquin Phoenix and I thought that the director, you could really tell that they put a lot of work into it and effort. Yeah. And I think that that yeah. is really admirable when it comes to making a movie mm-hmm. is for the person, the people making it to actually care about what they're putting out. So that yeah. was definitely, and I think I got that same thing with Birds of Prey. Like Margot Robbie was very intentional of how she wanted Harley Quinn to be portrayed. And in very. this movie, we saw that. And we saw the director had a very specific vision of how they wanted these characters, these female characters to be portrayed. And right. it there things were done intentionally. And Mm -hmm. I thought that it was such good female representation because so often do you see the, like, look at this badass girl boss, like, and that's not what this was. Like, these are real, real characters, real human beings that happen to be women. (laughs) Not Captain Marvel, you know, like. Exactly. I could, I could go off. (laughs) We do. (laughs) But it's a good comparison because, like. Yeah. I feel. One of the and one of the grievances too I have is like soundtrack wise, Captain Marvel. There's like a whole fight scene where they do, it's to the song "Just a Girl" by uh, No Doubt, which is like, Stop. I feel like seriously, yeah. And I'm like, that's like that song is a little bit like low energy for a battle scene, anyways. And you're only using it because the lyrics are "Just a Girl," which is like super pandering. However. <laughs> At the end of Birds of Prey, at like the very end, when it started playing Kesha, I was like, yes, I'm a motherfucking woman. <laughs> but they did have Canary singing um, It's a Man's World. And when she started singing that, I was like, you sold me. It's good. That was gorgeous. Yeah, I, I, I thought it was too. great. Yeah. That's so funny, Kesha. So, (laughs) I love Kesha at the end of that movie. Just, Mm -hmm. I mean, she's not in it, y'all. Just her song. I'm a soundtrack fan, but. um, Oh, but, so, finally, almost to the end, guys. They they have this big fun house fight scene. They beat everybody up. And as they're leaving, they, there are. Still people outside waiting for them, which they didn't realize. They thought everyone had ran in, which was a big mistake on their part. Because I'm like, why are y'all just, like, willy-nilly free walking out? Like, we did it. Like, you don't know that they're still, like, you're not going to take any kind of precaution. (laughs) Um, Luckily, Montoya, who gets shot, was wearing a bulletproof vest. So, even though they weren't very smart. They didn't have to learn a lesson in that moment. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But basically, in order to defeat all of these people, they're all out of uh, weapons. They're all out of ammo. And Black Canary does her magic scream. (laughs) Oh, Her supersonic scream. Her supersonic move. I don't know the name of that move, y'all, but... I don't either. Don't come at me. She she screams really loud and goes, and blows them away. Blows them away, y'all. And Harley Quinn like covers her ears and like goes right in the middle of the scream and uses the the force to propel herself forward to get to 
the car where Roman had had snatched Cassandra after they had all walked out in and all the hubbub, snatched her up and got her in the car, and now Harley Quinn is chasing the car on roller skates, um, <laughs> and they're driving all over. Huntress has her motorcycle, and Harley Quinn's yes. holding onto her whip, and they're, like, zooming in and out of traffic like they're yes. water skiing. Um <laughs> <laughs> Um, she catches up with them at, at a pier. It's like foggy and she's going through and there's so many statues on the pier and she can't tell. It's kind of like the last scene of Beauty and the Beast when Gaston is looking and it's all the gargoyles. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. It's all foggy and he's hitting them. And, um, so she hears Black Mask, Un McGregor, and he's like talking, oh, I'm over here. No, I'm over here. I don't know what he's saying, but... (laughs) It was a really uh, cool scene. She finally realize, like, sees a little bit of moving and shoots, and she ends up using her last bullet and accidentally hitting a statue. A statue that's on the pier. A statue. <laughs> I don't know why I'm talking like that today. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um, and he's like, ha, 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 you missed. And then Cassandra's like, oh, yeah. oh Harley, I have to apologize. I stole something from you. I took one of your rings, and she goes like this, and she has the ring of the grenade that she stole earlier. Remember I said it yes. would come in later? Yeah. <laughs> so she has the ring, and she had planted the grenade on Ewan McGregor, and then she um, gets out of his way, and Harley Quinn pushes him off the uh, pier, and he explodes in the air before he gets to the water. Holy shit. I thought it was great it was a great Um, scene so then the end of the movie um, Black Canary Montoya and Huntress now join up and they become their own vigilante crime stopping team called Mm -hmm. the Birds of Prey and Harley Quinn and Cassandra go off on their own and they are in the most fashionable outfits I've ever yes. seen. Yes. <laughs> Wearing their cute little sunglasses. And they are off to film Suicide Squad 2. <laughs> I don't know. All right. <laughs> <laughs> right. And that is Birds of Prey. Yes. Um, yes. I'm going to give this movie an 8 out of 10. Flicks. Oh, all right. Because I thought it was super enjoyable. Uh-huh. There, there were a few scenes that were just like a little over the top cringe that I can't enjoy. So I can't give it a click for that. Like there's a scene in the beginning where he's peeling off the faces of a, like a mother, father, and daughter. Uh, and he yeah. goes like... Oh, I just didn't like that part at all. So I'm like, mm, lose a click because that made me uncomfortable. <laughs> right. Right. Regardless of how it was like, I just, there are some things that I'm just like, I don't like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like sometimes going into one of these comic book movies if it's PG-13 because I feel a little bit safe knowing that they're not going to do anything like ridiculously over the top gory to be just plain nasty right um so the fact that when you walk into this you know it's going to be rated r you know it's rated r because they're going to be doing something gross 
<laughs> something over the top ridiculous. Yeah. 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 So I'm going to give it eight clicks because other than those moments of it just being like really cringy for me, I loved the character development with Harley Quinn. I loved the inner workings of all of the other characters with it. Mm-hmm. And just like having such solid female representation is super super rare in film that it's like you don't even realize it unless you are a girl who's looking for it and you realize like why are all these girls literally just standing here to be an object for the guy's plotline to continue right these characters actually have story and substance and meaningful moments yeah. That move the story along. Right. I will say, there was one part, though, I don't like costuming-wise. Mm-hmm. I didn't like Harley's, like, her boots uh, in one of the scenes. Like, it was, like, her boots. Oh, oh. Yeah, there were some costume choices that I weren't wasn't happy with. Like, there's yeah. a scene where Montoya is wearing a shirt that says, I shaved my balls for this. Oh, that's right. And for me, I find it that if you're doing a show or or, or, or if your costume has um like graphic words on it, people watching are going to be reading the words more than listening to the lines you're delivering. Absolutely. And I found myself so often in those scenes. Fixated on it. I'm like, what does her shirt say? Because... When you first see her, she's sitting at a desk, so all you see is the word shaved. You just, like, why is she wearing a shirt that says shaved? Mm-hmm. And it's all for, like, this one joke at the end of the scene for him to say, oh, by the way, we have a dress code. And I'm like, I know, but it was just so, for her to have the, those words on her shirt the whole time was, like, distracting. Because instead of listening to what she was saying, in my head, I was reading, I shaved my balls for this. I shaved my balls for this. I shaved my balls for this. <laughs> like, oh. Yeah, same. <sighs> So Same. I don't. I didn't miss a little bit of what was going on there, but I just Same. wish that they hadn't done maybe a different sloppy T-shirt. But um, I just right. felt like that was that was a choice that I wouldn't have made because mm-hmm. I would have felt like I wouldn't want to distract the audience. But that might just be I'm the only one who's distracted by it. <laughs> I I can see where you're coming from with that opinion, but uh, but I also I too I was like shirt. Balls. Yeah. Like this. <laughs> Shit. Balls. Balls. <laughs> so I, I agree with you. Totally. Um, can I share a tidbit? To- oh, wait. Go for it. I wanted to say really quick, though, mm-hmm. back to mm-hmm. before when I was saying how Batman is the villain in Batman. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. I just want to um, say that, like, Batman... Bruce Wayne is a, a billionaire. Yeah. In a, yep. a city overrun with poverty, which we know crime <laughs> uh, comes from poverty more so than it comes from people being bad people. So yeah. I think it's funny that a billionaire, instead of um, giving to his community and funding community services to help actually get people out of poverty and to help prevent crime. He's deciding to just go around the city 
with a really expensive costume that he made and beat up mentally ill people. I just don't know why that he's a good guy. I just don't know why that's a good guy thing. He's a really shitty Tony Stark is what he is. He's just like a really like... Well, so is... What? So is Tony Stark. So is Tony Stark. (laughs) Tony Stark has a little bit of a heart. Like a little bit more of like... (laughs) Like he wants to fund the program to help the kids specifically. Like the kids that have special powers. But but, I mean, I agree with you. Batman's so hyped up. And I'm like, why? He's... It's a regular human. Right. He's like, imagine if Jeffrey Bezos just went around beating up homeless people. I would fucking murder Come him. Come on. Just kidding. I wouldn't kill him. But I would like, I would become the Joker. I'd be that I would mentally kill him with ill kindness. person. Right. Like you, of course someone hates Batman. <laughs> I would be like, oh my the, god, I you rich fuck. <laughs> Every t- every time I think of Batman, I don't know why, but I think of that that quote, n- not quote, but like the Robin Hood song from Shrek, where he's like, "I steal from the rich and I give to the needy." No, 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 but I'm not greedy. Like I think of it all the time. Uh, oh my I gosh! You know what? You know what Batman could have built instead of a bat cave? A what? fucking homeless shelter, a fucking children's hospital. Like, come on! I know. <laughs> If they want to get people to watch more Batman movies, please change his direction. Yeah. <laughs> please. <laughs> Start investing in actually proven p- programs that prevent crime, not just beating up randos. <laughs> yeah, honestly. <laughs> Do what the Joker did in his early days, apparently. <laughs> um, At least I, Harley I, Quinn started I, off trying to help people. Right. She was the psychiatrist. Right. Right. Or a therapist. Anyways, what do you give the, what do you rate it? <laughs> I I would have to give it, I, I've been teetering. I've been teetering on like seven and six flicks because I I was never the only, you're going to hit, that's so hypocritical of me, but I love Aquaman. I love him because... Because he's, he's hot. hot. He's Aquaman. <laughs> he's also hot. Yes. But the movies are so shit. They're so bad. And so when Suic- Suicide Squad came around and like the Harley Quinn phase and like the hype about it, I really didn't want to see this movie. And then the fact that I liked it, I was like, all right, fine, I guess. And <laughs> I get it. But it, it's, it's really cute because a lot of people were romanticizing Joker and Harley Quinn. And it's not obviously not a healthy relationship. So in the beginning, she makes it so clear. She's like, I'm really crazy, but I really love him. So, you know, it it was cool. Yeah. I, I, I'll give it a seven. I'll give it a seven. Nice. Yeah. Um, I wanted to point out specifically that Suicide Squad got better ratings on IMDb. It was a 7.3 out of 10. Um, but their budget was uh, $165.4 million. Okay. That was Suicide Squad 1. Birds of Prey got 6.1 out of 10 on IMDb. And they had a budget of $201.9 million. Clearly, Suicide Squad, I haven't seen it, but I've heard bad things about it. Not great, okay. but not bad. 
but I will go on record right here, right now, and definitively say Birds of Prey is a better movie than Suicide Squad. Okay. For sure. I'll take it. I'll take it. For fucking sure. Suicide Squad, the only ever thing entertaining in that movie was them introducing the characters. Once every character was introduced, the rest of it was boring. There was... It really? was just like, why is this a movie? Yeah. No. Oh, I'm going to have Birds to watch of Prey. <laughs> people just don't like seeing strong women. And that's they just don't. the bottom line. And they if you really disagree with me, don't. you're you're misogynist. Yep. <laughs> yep. Basically. Because it was it was a really good movie. They told it well. It was. Yeah. It was great. So. It was good. And if you, you know what? you yourself hating it. Go watch it. Yeah, superhero movies are allowed to be shitty all the time, and this one yeah. actually was a good movie. So don't come here and tell me that it mm-hmm. wasn't good because finally there's a superhero movie that's entertaining. Yes, yes. I said it. <laughs> I said it. I said Just it. kidding. No, there's a few. There's this. There's obviously a few that are good, and obviously a whole bunch that are crap. This yeah. is a good one. I liked yeah. it. I agree. Positive ratings from Click and Flick. Yes. Are you ready for the click? Yeah. Okay. Click, let's move on. I'm I'm so ready because this click in particular holds a special place in my heart and it is called <sighs> Death Garden Blood Harvest. And so when this game came out, it came out in August uh August 14th, 2018. I did not play this wow. game and un- yeah. Until 2019, okay? okay. Um, I had had a PC by 2018, but around 2019, um, we started doing a lot more LAN parties. And so this game was a huge hit between all of us. And because it's a it's a five-player versus uh, – it's 5v1, basically. Uh-huh. So all of us could sit down and play as a team, and, and it was a great time. So – the sad part about this game is that it was removed from the market. It was free to play, for if I'm recalling correctly. Um, it was removed from being able to be downloaded at the end of 2019. So right before mm-hmm. 2020 hit, if they would have just hold, held on like uh, three more months, you, it would have been fine. You think they would have they would have survived through the pandemic? I think so, and here's why. Because a game called Dead by Daylight is really popular right now. Mm-hmm. It has been for quite some time. I really don't know why. I ha- I've played it's it like once. It's the same makers. Yep. Yep. It's. I'm pretty sure. Did you double check that? Because I think it is. I think That's what right. I heard on all of them. I think you're right. Um, but I think Death Garden is a way better game. I think it's really gory and scary. But uh, anyway, um, so yeah, the the game was removed from market, which was really sad. Um, and what I re- heard is that it is like Death by Daylight, except just faster. Death by Daylight, like a high, oh, like a high okay. speed version of Death by Daylight. But okay. I do think that it's the same people. I'll I'll double check in, in a few, unless you want to do so. Um. It did come out on PlayStation, Windows, and Xbox One at the time. Um, I obviously had it for PC. So the premise of the game, there's a little bit of lore prior to it. Um, 
basically there was this big war on the planet and um the war was basically for superpowers so just just a higher kind of ranking of humans and um so they were separated into classes basically like a hierarchy and then obviously the slums um the scavengers um are the ones that kind of just roam around the slums of of outside the What's it called? The Enclave. That's what it is. The Enclave is this, like really nice hierarchy of a place. And uh-huh. can I, um, mm-hmm. when I was watching videos of it, I was getting like Hunger Game yes. world vibes where it's yes. like the capital and everyone's like mm-hmm. immensely rich. And then everyone on the ground is like fighting, fighting for their life. For their life. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The hundred percent like nail on the head um so what they do people in the slums what they're able to do they willingly go into the death garden which is this arena and they begin a blood harvest and so that's when you start getting into the gameplay even um when you're starting the game if you start off as a hunter you your tiny little loading screen i guess if you will uh-huh. like kind of just your base is nicer than the scavengers it's it's a really intricate game because you're rich really pretty. yeah because <laughs> you're jeffrey bezos basically because you're jeffrey bezos so <laughs> getting getting into gameplay you if you're on the team of the scavengers you start off getting ready to jump into the arena and um each character has their own unique quirks, like their own abilities, like invisibility, fast running, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so once you get into the arena, you see a bunch of broken down buildings, kind of like what you would see in a regular arena, and lots of high bushes that you can hide in. Your goal is basically to not fucking die. And you have to collect blood throughout the game, and in order to win... You have to submit that blood to an obelisk and uh, get it filled up completely with blood. Okay. Yeah. So it's basically like you're collecting points to bring to your your goal. Yep. Yep. But they are like, it's blood. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Basically. Let's, how do uh, we make it gross? <laughs> <laughs> right. It's It was scary. When we played it, it was scary. Um, because they do a really good job at separating the scavengers from the hunter. And when the hunter's getting close to the scavenger, scary, intense, loud music plays. And for the intense, for the on the hunter's side or on the scavenger? On the scavenger side. Because it's letting you know that the hunter's near. Um, and yeah, so basically. You hear that music and you want to stay safe. You want to stay hidden so he, the hunter cannot find you. Because if he finds you, he can kill you. Bless. Thank you. And um, so you collect from little blood banks. You admit them to the obelisk. Keep your all of your teammates alive. And on the hunter side, you can activate little drones that go up into the sky that kind of can see a section of the land. So okay. if a scavenger's in it, he can see them. Um... Another thing is when you're submitting the blood to the obelisk, when you're doing that, the hunter can hear you. 
and he knows exactly where you are. So he can run and just pinpoint the shit out of you and kill you. Oh, yikes. Yeah. Yeah. So if you make it far enough, if you submit enough blood to the obelisk and your sacrifice is worthy, the gates open to exit. And when that happens and the gates open, um, the hunter can see at this point. So the gates are open. He can see everything. Um, so if you're running and you're close by him, he can pinpoint you and kill you. But yeah, you're you're basically trying to get out of the gates so you can go into the enclave and, and live a wealthy life of luxury and With finance. The... Wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but. Wow. It's, it's not really a story-based game, which is why I wanted to pick it because it's such a tragedy that it's not here anymore. It's a bummer because yeah. it, was a, it was a really fun game. It was gory. It was scary, but great with a team, especially when you're all working together. It's like a really rewarding game. Um, and there's a so funny I did story. confirm. Go ahead. I did confirm that it's the same developers as Dead by Daylight. Hell um, yeah! Way to go. So, what I heard, what I heard before. Is that um, they first came out with this game, and it was way too overpowered for the hunter mm-hmm. um, to win, and like it was almost no fun to play because scavengers couldn't really do anything Would just about die. it. Yeah, and it was just like super unbalanced, and so they took it down and then put it back up and yes they um, did a lot of like and read like put like a whole new like lore background with it and then mm-hmm. added new like champions or new scavengers to be able to have stronger powers but apparently then that made it so that if everyone picked this there was like one scavenger that was almost unstoppable for the hunter and so now it became mm-hmm way too unbalanced on the other side. Right. Right. And yeah, there so were- eventually they were like, mm, let's just stop because yeah. at the same time of not being able to fix this like awkward power play dynamic, mm-hmm. they were also then because their video game Dead by Daylight was like such a popular game, they were fighting with their own game for competition they were (laughs) to get players absolutely because people are so they have such a hard-on for dead by daylight (laughs) and i don't even know why are so horny for (laughs) dead by daylight they're (laughs) like just cream coming down the side of their legs for it They're so turned on by the fact that you're being chased. I don't know. Lightning it's- rod right down, right down the slit. Showing, you know, like showing. <laughs> but whatever, like to each their own. Dead by daylight. If you like it, you fucking like it. I guess I don't know. I just didn't get the hype. But it, yeah, it was. It was just a super like for me revolutionary game because. I didn't play Dead by Daylight, uh-huh. so I really liked it. But it was it was a from bummer. what I, mean, I from what I saw about it, I wouldn't think that it would be. I don't know. 
so unpopular if it is so similar to Dead by Daylight yeah. with faster gameplay, you know? Right. So, But, I mean, you finding I, – I didn't read too much into the um, unbalancing act of it, but mm -hmm. that would make a lot of sense if they just couldn't get – the proper updates a lot of people aren't going to play yeah. because they don't a lot of people yeah. complain about that now so yeah i get it but funny story i was pregnant while playing this game and uh we were playing at a land like party at our friend's house and my mom had just passed away so i was mm -hmm. i was just there as a human shell basically mm. Mm -hmm. And that earthquake hit. That big earthquake that was in Ridgecrest had hit us. That night we were playing Dead by Daylight. And <sighs> it was the scariest experience oh ever. <sighs> we were we were inside. There was a few of us at our computers. And then Keith was outside with somebody else cooking burgers or whatever. And me and my friend look at each other. We're like, should we go outside? And we were like... At, yeah, absolutely. Like, we go outside and we we're on the concrete and we were just doing this. So I always associate dead, uh, Death Garden with <sighs> that earthquake. It's crazy. Oh, but, my gosh. Yeah. Um, That's crazy. If I had to rate this game, I think I would give it a solid. I'd give it a solid eight out of ten clicks because wow. it was just the replayability. We all had fun. It was a great game. It was unbalanced, which we stopped and we fell out of playing with it for a little while because of it. But mm -hmm. it was good. I liked it. Yeah. And I think like with how you're describing your experience with it, it is more like meaningful for you because you were playing with friends. And when you're yeah. playing team games, it's funner if you're if you're playing with a team of friends. Because if you're just Absolutely. like online and you get randomly matched with people – you have no way of communicating with them where you're at, what you're doing, what the plan is. So it's really hard to get through those kind of games. It is. So I could definitely see why it would be more fun to play in a group than mm. on your own. I never you can got make to me play cry this game. thinking about it. <laughs> Don't cry. It, I know it's it's just like it's true. Like a gamer community is such a big deal. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, anyway, were you gonna rate it? I'm curious. Um, I never got to play it, but since it is a video game, I'm going to give it 5 out of 10 for being a video Ooh! game. <laughs> this is better than Phasmo. <laughs> well, that one was too scary. That was really scary. <laughs> I don't know why I think this one's less scary to me, but <laughs> I just okay. think so. <laughs> yeah. Plus, we all know my ratings don't really count for anything. <laughs> They do in my world. They mean a lot Aww. to me. <laughs> but yeah. It um yeah, it was a fun game. I I enjoyed this week's episode. But me too. I think I'm ready to like put it in the past because Death Garden is no longer like I'm ready to like, It is now move on. Death Garden is in the cemetery. It's in the past, of old yeah. video games. No longer playable by humans. It's still in my Steam library. Too. Unless someone has it somehow, like ripped. I don't know. Like oh, but illegally. I guess you, have to, you couldn't really play online, huh? No, <laughs> no, you 
That's true. I didn't I'm think sorry that. for those games. But All right. Anywho, thank you, you guys for listening again. All right. Yeah. Thank you for sticking around. If you like what you heard, please feel free to like, comment, subscribe, email us at clickandflickpodcast at gmail.com. Tell us what you want to hear us talk about. You can find us on social medias, mm-hmm. TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter. <laughs> yes. All of them. Come find us We're and talk to us. Click and flick podcast. Look for us. Like us. Share us. Love, love us. Please hug us. Hug us hold us. <laughs> Make us dinner. Caress us. <laughs> <laughs> well, we Do my taxes. <laughs> 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 I'm putting that in. <laughs> Leaving that in. We uh, we can't wait to hear from you guys. And uh, yeah, have a great week. We'll catch you next. Yes, week. next on the next click when next time we clickety flickety. Pacha, 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 Bye. Bye. <laughs>